0: Often in the media, we hear this characterization of fintech versus banks, but actually, it's really an additive that the wave of financial technology, including the pure play fintech startups, pose great opportunities for banks to increase their distribution because there are still huge sectors of the economy that are not getting enough access to financial services.
1: Hi everyone, it's Julie for H. Greenberg here with your Tux Time podcast from FinTech Today, where we talk about all things FinTech. In this episode, I am joined by Stripes' Matt Henderson. He is the business lead for the EMEA region. Um, you guys have had a lot going on in 2021, and I'm excited to dive into some of the things that you guys have done, as well as the trends that you're seeing and things you're working on for 2022. So thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm excited for this, Matt.
0: Great. Thanks, Julie. And hi, everyone. Um, I'm really excited about uh, the new year. Um, We've had a big 2021 already. Um, Next year promises to be uh, no less big. Um, And I'm especially excited about uh, some of the work that we're doing in the embedded finance area. So it's great. We're going to get a chance to speak about that now.
1: You know, everyone especially those outside of fintech sort of think of Stripe as just a payments company and you guys have expanded so much even before 2021, but I feel like really a lot in 2021 launching new products and services that go beyond payments even. So let, let's dive into that a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's useful to sort of think of Stripe in uh, three different areas. We, we have payments capabilities. We also have um, software services, and uh, many of our users, for example, will make use of uh, things like Stripe Connect, which helps to provide uh, hosted workflows for onboarding um, marketplace and platform sellers and managing payout schedules to them and that sort of thing. Um, so we have multiple software products. Uh, we then also have um, financial services products. And, um, and, you know, really we started off uh, doing embedded finance to the degree that payments is embedded because we were providing payments as a um, as an, an API and as a toolkit for developers. Um, and that's the same way that we're uh, delivering our SaaS products and our financial services products. And so with the likes of Stripe Treasury, Stripe Capital, and uh, issuing through Stripe, card issuing through Stripe, all of these products are products that are really aimed to be embedded within our customers own service
1: yeah and you know embedded finance really took off in 2021 i mean there were pieces of it that were happening before that but it really became a term became a thing in 2021 what sort of themes do you see happening there both in your region as well as other parts of the world since you guys are a global company
0: yeah that's right so I, i think um last year the uh you know, our announcement of, of working with Shopify and the way that Shopify Balance is leveraging um, Stripe Treasury to create um, money-holding accounts for Shopify's users, I think that really um, uh, helped to capture people's imagination about both um, why this sort of embedded finance product can be very impactful for users and the Um, software platforms that are delivering them Um, and I think it helped to also prompt people's imagination about the sorts of use cases that they too could build Um, but in truth you know there's other products that if you go back further um, you know many of the ways that our users are um, constructing um, different sorts of product experiences using things like card issuing um the these things even even predate that kind of embedded bank account type product um and and i think part of the reason why it has become um sort of in the zeitgeist if you will over this past year is simply that there's a lot of value to create i think the um this is an area where um small businesses in particular um have much to gain from improvements that uh, that can be had with with embedded finance products. Um, they have not yet been served as well as they could from the traditional finance sector, and so I think that's part of the reason why this has captured so much attention.
1: Yeah. One other thing that you guys recently did, and I want to dive into with you, just because I have less of a insight into what's going on in EMEA than uh, the US and other areas that I tend to focus on, just given that that's where I am, and there's so much going on here already. Um, but it, Stripe Capital is something that you guys launched uh, basically right before the pandemic. It was like September, October of 2019. Um, what, what sort of data and trends have you seen in your region? Because as we mentioned in the pre-show, the UK is starting to go in a few more lockdowns. There's other things. Um, whereas the US, a lot of it feels very open at this point, which makes it so I would think entrepreneurs, their businesses are running more normally than having to close down.
0: Yeah, that's right. So of, of the three products, um, we have Stripe issuing, um, commercial card issuing in, uh, in Europe already. We haven't yet launched uh, Stripe Capital or Stripe Treasury, um, but we're you know, ambitious about extending all of our products um, uh, across the world and bringing them to the Emir region. Um, we have, you know, just in terms of how these things are doing... Um, There's some really exciting uh, news that we have around Stripe Capital is just the way that it's uh, impacting businesses in the U.S. And so um, we have analyzed the businesses that have taken Stripe Capital loans um, over its journey so far in the U.S. market. And actually, these businesses have on average grown their revenue 114% faster uh, than the comparable businesses that haven't taken on the loans and you know it's it's i mean that's a huge difference clearly like more than double the business and and the reason is um that these are small businesses that are using the money to choose to hire somebody for the first time choose to uh, increase their inventory beyond what was possible and it's just opening up new opportunities for growth Um, We have examples of, that. there's one uh, Tiny Stoves, a business in Idaho that um, was able to move out of a tiny space for inventory and actually start to um, use a proper warehouse for the first time and that then enabled them to substantially grow their business and those sorts of stories I think are really um, kind of on mission for Stripe because we want to increase the GDP of the internet and actually... um, That that mission, uh, how better to serve it than than through the aggregation of of thousands and hopefully eventually millions of businesses who will have stories like that, who are able to grow um, through the use of some of these products.
1: The fascinating thing to me, too, is that someone might not even technically be a Stripe user and be able to get something like this. They might be a Shopify user and see the, the capital product embedded in one of the offerings, so then, it, you know, it really expands your reach quite a bit. Oh,
0: exactly. You know, we we, we talk with pride that we're an infrastructure company, um, and, and what that typically means is that the end user or consumer of the service of the technology um, will will not be exposed to our brand at all, but um, but is actually being served often by a software platform that they're interacting with, and um, one of the uh, great opportunities with embedded finance is just the way that um, different sorts of software platforms. So you think of um, e-commerce hosting platforms like the Shopify's and Wix and WooCommerces of the world. Um, and then you've got um, B2B SaaS companies that um, will often uh, help small businesses to uh, manage inventory, take orders, um, uh, help to generate demand. And so these are sites like, uh, you think of House Call Pro uh, for plumbers and other tradespeople, um, Jobber, for example, another um Another uh, platform for uh, for tradespeople, and these sorts of software companies um, are often the ones that uh, that grow to have the best understanding of the businesses that they serve and so where uh, a a plumber in the past may have had to have gone to a bank who's using a sort of a generic process to try to understand should I loan this person money um, and it's hard for them to understand how a one-person business is going to change when they become a two-person business. Um, a platform like a jobber or a house call pro can, uh, can look at the, the plumber's reviews and know that they're legitimate and know that they're better than peers and know that that can be translated to growth. And, and so um, there's a much more informed way when you're looking at it uh, with some sort of so sort of industry specific focus and when you're informed by these new types of data. and so um, these software platforms are really more efficiently able to address different parts of the economy more efficiently than the traditional finance sector ever has in the past. And that uh, stands to benefit for multiple parts of the economy. So you know not only will it mean small businesses will be able to get loans that they would not have otherwise, uh, it also means you've got a, a, a ton of interesting software businesses out there who can now have more things to sell to their users and more services to provide to their users. Um, and to the traditional finance sector, it can often mean that um, that banks uh, simply can actually now serve a greater part of the economy because... Um, loans that might have been inefficient for them to analyze and work out how to get distribution to are now being opened up by the combination of software platforms and infrastructure providers like Stripe.
1: When someone takes a loan from you guys via Stripe Capital, you know, what other things do you do to make sure that, you know, they are as you mentioned, they they typically grow a lot more than other companies of their size. So what other things are are coming with that in order to make sure that they are thriving and using the money correctly and things like that? And I ask because oftentimes I know that you take like a portion of their monthly recurring revenue to pay back the loan. It's structured a little bit differently than what it might be if they took a loan elsewhere.
0: Yeah. So the main, um, uh, I think a, a key criteria is that These are businesses that have a history with Stripe and Stripe's users, and so that helps to mean that we have a a different sort of confidence about um, what their future will hold as well. And and that's really the basis for how we're determining credit risk. Um, Now, uh, because Stripe and the platforms that are using Stripe, uh, then also are are often the um, the sources of the, the transaction and revenue generation for those end users means that they uh, that the, the sort of the payment plan for the loan can be taken out of that revenue generation, and so um, so that becomes a convenience factor, um, and uh, and is kind of one more reason why actually the the, the software platform that's um, that's part of the revenue generation for the small business. Um, has a convenient way to be able to collect repayments for the loan
1: looking forward what other things could you tie into that to um, you know make sure that the business is successful you know managing the loan uh, seeing if they could get if they should get a new loan if they should pay back faster like I don't know it feels like you have so much data and everything in these companies that there's a lot more that you can do here
0: well, I think it. Firstly, the control is really with this with the small business and and what they want to do and what they determine is right for their business. We um, it's amazing uh, of all of the businesses that have used Stripe Capital so far, only five and a half percent of them had ever had a loan before, and so um, they these are businesses that um, you know they they. They're really, uh, typically this is the first time they're um, using uh, using funds to help to expand their business and we think that for many of them it'll be the first step in, in a patent that actually there's a whole um, path of scaling this company that's going to become possible and it might be that there's regular times of the year when, um, when uh, loans can provide the for example, the inventory pre-holiday season that helps them to reach new heights each holiday season of the year. Um, but uh, but there's there's a myriad other reasons that uh, that they may keep scaling as well. So um, I do think that you know there's some products that are um, that are super high frequency. With things like loans, I think it's it's a bit more of a periodic decision for a small business about whether it's right for them or not. Um, now, part of your question is uh, is also about sort of what else and, and beyond beyond that. So, um, you know, there's, there's uh, already quite powerful use cases through this combination of the ability to hold funds, the ability to loan funds, and the ability to um, use card issuing as a way to sort of manage the spending of funds. And so... Um, we have, uh, I'll give you an example from the, 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 of, of the way our users are being creative in, um, in, in this, there's a, a, a business called A to B, um, that provides, um, essentially like, uh, 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 logistics management, um, software services for, um, for trucking, for, for trucking haulers, and, um, they are able to use Stripe issuing to generate um, uh, cards, spend cards, for drivers that for things like um, fuel, other expenses they're, that they're incurring on route, and the way that they're able to manage this process through a dashboard, issue, uh, control the issuance of specific cards, what the money can be spent on, how much can be spent on, um, there's a whole sort of set of rules that they can create in order to use this to manage expenses in a in a creative way. And for a business like A to B, what it's doing is um, enabling them to create a richer product experience for their customer who's managing a trucking business. Um, and then and then the, the consumers of the service are often the drivers themselves. And so you get this sort of whole supply chain of people that are now um, using this combination of financial product and software product. and um, you know it's often the, the sort of the first of its kind that in the past they would have been scribbling on paper and, and using cash and so on. And so um, products like this are just, are just really opening up efficiency and new possibilities in the market
1: you guys have made the decision to work with banks quite closely on a lot of these things. Talk to me a little bit about that decision and how it's impacted how you've rolled out these new products.
0: Yeah. So, so Stripe, um, we partner with, uh, already, uh, over 50 banks, um, worldwide. And we, we distribute funds and, in um, paying out, uh, routes to banks, even, even in much greater numbers around the world. We, um, so Stripe's a company that has, um, that has evolved to really um, uh, help to bring together um, the, the fragmentation of the payments landscape and, um, and work with the existing operators in that landscape. And as we enter these new products, you see a similar sort of pattern happening. And so with Stripe Capital and with Stripe Treasury, we're partnering with banks like uh, Goldman Sachs, like uh, like Barclays, and uh, we're doing this to um, uh, with Stripe Treasury, for example, to um, programmatically generate accounts that our platform users are providing to their customers, um, but ultimately these are accounts that are held with these banks that we're partnering with. And so, you know, in in the same way that um, uh, the the if you are a a company that wants to really weave a, a product into your software, you need the service to um, have the equivalent of the elegant API and the strong documentation that Stripe's known for for payments. Um, it's very difficult for a company to bring all that together from the traditional finance sector, um, and so. By working with a company like Stripe, we help to um, make the traditional finance sector feel as um, elegant and composable and developer-facing um, as we have done in payments, and we're doing this now with bank accounts and loans and card issuing, and um, hopefully more in the future. And um, and and in that way, we really bring greater distribution to the banks, and so. You know, often in the media, we hear this characterization of kind of fintech versus banks, Um, but actually uh, it's really an additive that uh, the wave of financial technology, including the pure play fintech startups, um, pose great opportunities for banks to increase their distribution because there are still huge sectors of the economy that are um, not getting enough access to financial services.
1: The last time I spoke with you, you guys had just acquired Paystack, which was a Nigeria-based startup that does a lot of similar things that Stripe does in Africa. Talk to me a little bit about how that's going. I want an update.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it's been great working with the team at Paystack. Um, they're uh, super talented, moving fast. Um, since we last spoke, Paystack has uh, launched in um, South Africa and Ghana Um working on more countries to come. Um, They're also uh, starting to pilot uh, an in-person payments product uh, similar to Stripe Terminal. Um, And they've grown their org a lot in uh, in the course of this sort of investment and expansion of their business. Um, So there's still a ton of growth ahead for Paystack. They're already really having an impact on the internet economy in Africa. Um, and as time goes on in the future, we'll be able to create more um, seamless transitions between Stripe Service and Paystack Service, which we think will be a great enabler for um, businesses in Africa selling around the world and uh, global businesses that really um, see opportunity to do business in Africa. So um, uh, FinTech in Africa in general has is, is been a, uh, a super theme of the last couple of years. So we'll see a lot of innovation come from the region.
1: Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate this. If anyone wants to stay up to date on what you and your team over in EMEA are doing, what's the best way for them to do that? I know you have a Twitter.
0: Yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Matt Henderson at Stripe. And, um, uh, you know, while you're at it, follow the Stripe Twitter account as well. Um, It's hard for me to keep up. There's so many new features and things that are, that are shipping every day, that, um, that that that's a more reliable source than uh, than me.
1: <laughs> One other reliable source, although we cover way more than just Stripe, would be going to fintechtoday.co, signing up for our newsletter, and you'll stay up to date on a lot of these things. Maybe not everything, because like Matt said, you guys are up to so much, I don't think I could fit it all in the newsletters. Um, but I appreciate you taking time before the start of 2022, and let's chat again before it's been a year next time. <laughs>
0: That would be great. That'd be great. Happy holidays.
1: Thank you too, Matt.